Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This episode of the Fantasy Fantasia podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club heads west to the Academy, Valendia's prestigious university for magic and other studies, in search of a man named Tenebris, who can aid them in their quest for the Silver Flame. Along the way, Lena begins wrestling with losing Raktalkesh, and by losing him, also her barbarian powers. They pass through Plumberg, where they see the familiar face of Nelly, a girl they saved from goblins in previous episodes. She explains that her father Malik has gone to the academy as well, and asks the group to hitch a ride so she can find out why he left and to bring him back home. At the academy, the group splits up. One heads toward the gift shop, and the other heads toward a lecture being given by Tenebris. When they arrive at the lecture, they find out that Tenebris is actually Velvet's old stage partner Bones of Noman Bones. He gives a lecture about an armor that he has invented, which can be infused with monster parts to inherit the monster's abilities. At the gift shop, Velvet plays the 50-50 game, where he rolls really well and finally gets rid of his goblet of greatest inconvenience. After this, Velvet runs into his biggest fan and stalker, Dipple, who gifted him a jar of her fingernails that he cannot get rid of years ago. She explains to the group that Bones made a deal with a demon years ago for his powers and fame, and tonight his deal was up, and his soul was set to be reaped. With this info handy, Velvet finally approaches Bones' office to confront him about the armor and also their turbulent past. And on that note, let's launch into tonight's session. door flies open and slams and and yeah you walk into bones's office and it hurts your heart as you look around and you see a lot of features of your tiny hut 
but in bigger and grander forms. There's a wine fountain in the center of this beautiful carpeted area with these couches and a fireplace that's bigger and better than yours. There's a second story balcony library full of books and full of artwork that are self-portraits of bones. You see... Um, you see these uh, portraits of sign signed from like other famous people in the land saying like, you're doing great work bones and like <laughs> so nice to catch up with you and all this stuff. You see the other half of his office is this large workshop. And what you see in this workshop are these four metal incubator containers. There's two on the floor and there's two on the ceiling that are pretty wide apart. And out of each of them is a golden pipe sticking out with a hole at the end that is pointed toward this platform in the center of that, where there's a golden table with straps on it as if uh, to tie someone down. Sitting on that gold platform table, there is the armor, uh, the chest um, sitting there. Okay. And then 15 feet before all this, there's a large golden throne with these intricate runes etched into the side of it with a pentagram carved into the ground beneath it. Hmm. And you see him sitting at his beautiful mahogany desk with this uh, floating candle and all these papers that he's working on. And um, he looks up and he sees a, a guy he hasn't seen in a really long time. And he kind of takes a moment just staring at you as his eyes widen. And then it turns into a devilish smirk. And he says, well, isn't it my lesser half? Hmm. Velvet just goes like pale, like all the blood gets drained from his face and he walks, just struts on up and doesn't say a word and like leaps onto the mahogany desk. So they're like eye to eye, essentially. And I slap him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he takes it, and his face goes red, and he turns back to you, and he raises an eyebrow, and he just kind of chuckles under his breath, and he looks back to his papers and grabs a quill, and he says, Velvet, I'm not interested in doing a reunion tour. You must let go of the past. Why did you do it, Bones? Well, I'm the bigger man, so when another man slaps you, I turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know damn well what I fucking meant. <sighs> Velvet, you know business as well as I do, and as much as we love and have a passion for performance, at the end of the day, it's a business. We're there to make money. We're there to bring in crowds. And you just didn't make the cut, my buddy. Velvet is completely taken aback, and, and you see like he like a, a tear start to well up in his eyes. And he goes to reach out, but his hand stops and puts it back down, and he just... The, his eye contact hasn't broken yet, and he just says, Bones, you... you told me that you loved me. And I love... I loved you, too. And you just threw that away. Love can only take you so far in this world. If you want to truly matter, if you want to cause ripples in the history books, greater actions need to be taken. And it hurt my heart to let you go. It really did. <laughs> oh, you know, 
When I walked in here, I was so mad. I was thinking of all the ways that I could hurt you. Because you hurt me, and you know what's funny, Bones? The person that I'm looking at here is not the person that told me that they wanted to go on tour after we had sang at the pubs for years and when we shared that that first kiss under the stars and you told me about Gnome and Bones and you told me that you had an idea to, to change the world and to bring smiles to everyone and I look at the person here now and you are so petty and so lonely I feel bad for you. He, um, he thinks of that moment of the stars, same as you. And he kind of stops his writing and he looks up to you. And with a bit of sincerity in his eyes, he says, it's easier for you to feel bad for me <laughs> than the truth. Okay. Okay, Bones. I did come here for one more reason. You have someone volunteering for your experiment? I have someone... Yes. Hmm. Are you sure Malik is uh, pretty enthusiastic about it? Aren't you, Malik? And he, he <laughs> looks up to the uh, balcony, the library balcony, and Malik's just kind of standing there with both of his elbows on the railing looking down at you guys and he just kind of gives a wave and says it's gonna be my life's purpose okay <laughs> and I'm sure you'll do lovely Malik but I know deep down bones that above all things you're a perfectionist you always have been and you always will be. And that's one of the things that we did so well. Because I don't really give a shit about most things, if you haven't noticed. I, in the past, like, year, I've given more a shit about things than ever. It's crazy. But I really didn't back then. And i sure that that played a part in our parting. But I know that you want the best. And I also know, and he leans in really close, what your plan is. And I would assume that you want a better vessel. I'm presenting to you someone who has not been just in contact with a demon, but has been already possessed. That's what I offer. He kind of slams all his papers to the side and he says, why are you helping me, Velvet? You know what I did to you. You know what an arrogant prick I am. Why do I deserve your help? I don't trust you. And it's not even your fault. And he starts walking away, just kind of looking out a window. <sighs> he hops down and walks over to him. So they're side by side in the window. You can see their kind of true, true height comparison and he just wraps his arms like uh, around his, probably around his waist is probably like the closest, the kind of familiar stance that they usually take. Um, from way back then, and he says, I know that tonight your deal comes to a close. And as much as I would take so much pleasure in slapping you for a week straight until your fucking cheeks fell off, 
I could never bear to see you dead bones. That's just the truth. He, um, he continues looking out the window and he kind of takes a sharp inhale. And you actually see that there's a tear that's actually dropping from his eye and he quickly wipes it and he says, you say I'm a perfectionist and I want what's best and I cut you because it was what's best for you, Velvet. I didn't want you wrapped up in all this that I got myself into. And I still don't want you. Because if this fails tonight, then I'll die. And if you help me and this fails tonight, then you'll die too. Oh, Bones, let me tell you, we have a fucking giant worm, a massive demon, and a horde of fire-breathing creatures led by some giant fucking red demon couldn't kill me. Your bullshit isn't gonna kill me, buddy. <laughs> he gives you a, a quizzical smile as he looks down at you, wondering what the hell you're talking about. And uh, no, But understanding there's a story there and you've experienced a lot of the world now and done great things. And he kind of just lets out a sigh and he looks up to Malik. And he says, all right, bring in, bring in this person. I am intrigued that she's been in touch with a demon before. I, uh, wait, Vel, is it just you two? <laughs> oh boy, you are about to get this is a two worlds colliding situation right here. <laughs> You're about to see what I've been up to starting my own band called Velvet and the mm, Furries. <laughs> Never heard of a furry. I'm sure it'll take off. Bre brand new thing. Yep. <laughs> um uh yeah, we got bears that play the drums and, and all sorts of things, but um <laughs> <laughs> um Bones, do you uh and he just like holds out his hand, like both of his hands kind of in to see if if, if Bones will offer him both of his hands. He's trying really hard to not break down right now. You can actually see now where his real inner life is at, and he seems nervous and scared of tonight and he, he, with shaky hands, puts his hands into yours and he says, it's really funny how the world works. You're, uh, you're actually the one person that makes me feel a little safe right now. And his purple painted nails uh, that Velvet have kind of gently trace up and down the top of his hands just kind of soothe him. And he uh, kind of puts his hands together, holding uh, gnomes or no holding, holding no bones, his hands and uh, kisses kind of the, the top of his hand and just like presses his face towards it and says, you know, that there's not a day that goes by that I, I don't think of what we could have been and what else we could have achieved. And, Anyways, I'll I'll bring them in. And he turns around and goes to grab the group. As you're saying, as you turn and walk away, he kind of looks up and just kind of smiles to himself at that thought and composes himself, puts on his facade of charm and uh, awaits the group to enter. Yeah, the door mm -hmm. cracks open and I look at everyone and you see that he definitely looks a little bit distressed. He's got some tears in his eyes and he says, 
Bones will um, see you now, Iris, and he wants everyone else to come in. <laughs> Lena. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, I said Iris. Didn't I? Hi, I'm Iris. <laughs> I'm here. Oh my god. Uh, that was that was two worlds colliding right there. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Bones would like to see you, Lena, and everyone else. Bring the bear, please. <laughs> he says, Lena, bring the bear. Lena frowns at Velvet and just says, "Hey," and leans down to him. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Um, hmm. It's just uh, being confronted with ghosts of the past. Uh, should I say skeletons in the closet? <laughs> That's on brand for this arc. Um, Mina just pats his shoulder. Oh, and for, for the record, everyone, we are Velvet and the Furries. So um, just just what? just uh, pocket that oh. idea, okay? Um, mm. And you can drum. He, he he points at the bear and he says, "And you can drum." <laughs> and, <laughs> and and like looks at uh, Lena and says, "No, I I I'm, I'm fine. It's just well. Anyway, shall we? Hmm. Okay. We shall. Okay. And I lead them all in. You all enter into his breathtaking office, and. Before you guys can get a word in with him, Nellie sees her dad oh, on no. the balcony <laughs> oh, and oh, shoves no. herself away from Sai and immediately says, Dad, Dad, Sai, I found you. Sai tries to grab her, but it's too late. <laughs> and she, she, she just literally begins running up the ladder that leads up to that balcony. Oh. She says, I found you. I came for you. Why, why did you run away? I, we were making great progress, were we? And Malik doesn't even look at her. He just says, Bones, what the hell is going on? Oh. Now listen, Malik, we are going to be possibly using one of these people instead for... No, you don't understand. This This was my purpose. I have nothing, okay? I came here looking for something to fulfill my life. And Nelly says, what about me? Oh. Don't I fulfill anything for you? Dad, I traveled for days with a group of people I've met once. I stood by you when your memory was gone, even though you didn't want me there. I've shown you our home. We traveled all the way there, and I fought off the goblins that came back to that frickin' cave while you ran away and left me. And I still <gasps> stuck by you. Oh my god. Wow. And then you come here, and this is your purpose? You some piece of armor some cold lifeless thing and he says nothing as he's looking down Le Lena gets pissed and just yells hey and then walks up and stands beside Nelly and says you had a purpose I know you don't know who I am but this girl was your purpose and I I'm the one that took that away from you. I hit you in the back of the head and made you forget your memories. You had a nice home with your daughter who you cared about. You sacrificed your life to go try and find her in that goblin cave. If you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at me, but don't push your daughter away. It seems my business is done here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going home. And again, without even looking at Nelly, he oh. goes down the ladder in a walk of shame, crosses the room in silence, opens the door. You can interject if you'd like. Go ahead. Lena yells. She's like, if anyone can fix your memory, it's here at this academy. Maybe someone can. 
Yes. Unless you don't I did want it. And she kind of like tilts her head, just like, unless you don't want it back. And at that, he stops at the door with his hand on the door handle. And he just looks back and he says, you don't know what it's like to feel nothing inside. I need to replace that with something new. And on that, he opens the door and he exits. Lena puts a hand on Nellie's shoulder. Sai's actually going to follow him. What do you want, old man? As he has his hands yeah. in his pockets and he's walking away. That's right. I'm an old man. And he um, puts up a wall of force right in front of him so he can't <laughs> he can't leave. Okay, he smacks right into it and smashes his head. Brain damage. God. Oh my god. <laughs> no. You fixed it. You fixed it. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> the magical fix. Hit him again. And yeah. he turns around and says, damn it, have you ruined my family enough? Hey, listen to me. I made a mistake several decades ago with my own daughter. I I felt like I needed another purpose in my life. And I, I let her go. And I regret every single day of that. You have a chance. You have a daughter. She can fulfill your life. And you are walking away. Don't make the same mistake I did. Your words sink in and he's silent again. And he honestly says nothing. He, he just puts his hand on the, the wall of force and says, Tiredly, can you please just take this down? Hmm. He sighs, <laughs> sigh sighs. Um, <laughs> and then he, with a wave of his hand, he dispels it. And his hand falls to his side as it falls through where the wall of force was. And he doesn't move. He, he just stands there. Will you come back? No. And he turns and continues walking. So he, Sai, turns around and kind of hangs his head and walks back through the door and kind of, you know, quietly shakes his head at, at Lena. She, Lena looks down at Nellie. Nellie is completely poker face right now. Uh, she, she's just sitting with her feet dangling off the balcony and holding the poles of the railing and looking down and she looks up to you and Lena says don't you have a job to do? yeah hey well I'm not giving up on your dad that makes one of us hmm. Lena leaves it alone for, for, for now and mm. just slowly stands up and uh rejoins the group next to Bones. After a, a very awkward silence, he claps his hands together. And goes, <laughs> so which one of you has had a demon inside of them? <laughs> Lena slowly raises her hand. <laughs> you uh, look very good for having a demon inside of you. Uh, well, thanks. Had you seen me literally a day ago, I would have looked very different. Listen, um, Bones... Lena kind of takes control of the conversation, wanting to say this. Uh, she says, <laughs> I, I don't... I had a, the demon lord, Ractal Kesh, in me for 10 years. And when he was ripped away from me because of his sister, long story, he told me to come find you and that you could help me. Maybe he knew what your issue was. Full disclosure, we know what's going on with you and the demon you made a deal with. 
maybe he knew that somehow we could help or correct things for you. It appears he knew of my machine, my armor that I was making. <laughs> he must have, yeah. I can't help but feel that today was inevitable. That everything that's happened in our lives, that velvet even between you and me, that it was for this. And that it really was for a greater cause. I'm, I'm, and he's still looking at you, Velvet, and he says, I am more than willing to part with this and give it to you if it's for a greater good and the right thing to do. I, um, Lena kind of looks at the armor again and says, I don't, I don't know if I was supposed to wear this or for you to help me make one. I have quite the collection, but I'm willing <laughs> I to. I drained, I drained all the funds of making this one. There's only one. We can only do this once. Lena nods. But I only have a few monster parts to offer you. Oh, well, if it's monster parts you need, I have lots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's lots? He says, uh, still skeptical. Lena, Lena smiles and looks down at the bag. She's like, oh, this would come in handy. And he must have two, and she thinks about yes. Rack for a second, and then clears the papers on his big desk and just dumps all the monster parts just, like, onto his desk. Oh Velvet throws oh up God. again. <laughs> as soon as it happens. So his jaw drops. He's not even concerned with the smell. And he says, oh, my, I, I only, I had no... Uh, he, and he, he, is that just, enough? Is that lots? This is your, this is your list. You have a, uh, the finger of a bone devil, devil, the slop of a shambling mound, um, a spider pincer, a spider leg, and an keg pincer, an umber hulk mandible, a shadow assassin femur, the rib bone of a skeletal frost giant, Lord Thana's heart, Lord oh. Thana's hand, elder oblex ooze, a fire dragon tooth, and a fire dragon tendon. <laughs> oh my god. And wow. he is freaking elated. He, he's, <laughs> he's jumping and clapping. He's like, screw, screw the cockatrice tongue I had. This this is incredible. I don't even know what this is. And he holds up uh, Thana's heart. But I, lo I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, I, I can tell you all about them. I mean, listen, I, I need something to be more helpful in this war. So whatever... I can do whatever you need. Oh. I'm willing to take the risk. Oh, this'll do. Okay. And he looks at the grandfather clock in his room. And he says, we have about 20 minutes. Okay. 20 I need to, minutes? Okay. Here's how this works. And he, he's looking, he's like, he points to his machinery. He says, those four incubator chambers, you can only host four monster parts in this armor. So Lena, I need you to choose four monster parts from this oh. pile that we're going to use to put into it. Oh, oh my how, God. What, how, how do I, what do I, what do they do? How do I pick? Here's the thing. Each monster, each monster has their own characteristic, their own essence. So however much you know about these monsters, the, the possibilities are all within any characteristic they have. I mean, the, the spider leg, for instance, uh, I, I would deduce, I mean, spiders can walk on walls. They, they have that ability. They, they are, or webbing they could shoot or, or, or this. And he holds up an ankeg pincer. He says they have acidic properties. It, it's really the machine. 
it's not a true and tested 100% clear science. All I know is that it works. Oh, we should definitely oh get something God. for Lord. You should definitely pick Lord something Thana. from Lord Thana. Yes, Thana. I was probably going to say her, maybe her heart. I have yeah. no idea. Yes. Yeah, so he says, uh, so choose wisely. And uh, I have oh. a list of every single part and what it'll do for you. So. Oh, cool. my gosh, Avery. Oh my God. This is amazing. That's really cool. That's really That's awesome. This is so cool. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you need the list again or do you have one? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, unless you have the list and what each one does. Um, uh, so you won't know what it does yeah. until after it's made. Oh, OK, OK, OK. So I just have to pick. OK. Yep. Ooh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK. Dragon, pick the Talk dragon amongst Lord. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Uh, you got a bone double finger. Yeah, I kind of want to see what the finger of the bone demon does. Uh, Lord Thana's heart seems really interesting, so I'm probably going to go with that. Um, the femur of a shadow assassin is kind of interesting, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then... God! <laughs> oh, uh, he loads all three of those into the chambers, and he says, one more. <laughs> and he's like ecstatic about this uh she turns to the rest of them and says guys got any uh, get any ideas i vote for the dragon i uh, i support that uh, dragons are pretty powerful darian Bree yeah, could come in pretty handy mm -hmm. yeah if, if you guys want the full list there what's left is shambling mound slop which is the plant thing spider pincer spider leg and cake pincer humper hole commandable uh fire dragon tooth elder oblex ooze lord thana's hand Rib, bone of a skeletal frost giant, and a fire dragon tendon. Hmm. I mean, yeah. is it the, the the dragon or the frost giant, or what? What is? The, what did we encounter? The oblex ooze. What was that? That was uh, in the underdark. It was that giant red ooze that um, that like uh, had a it had like those tendons oh. uh, attached to the undead dwarves, the and it was like it oh. ate velvet's memories and shit. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's pretty cool. That I was gonna say cool. maybe that or the ant, the king spider leg could be interesting too. So I'm thinking one little one of those two, perhaps. Um, fuck. Let's do the. I mean, the elder Ublex was pretty cray cray. So to you, Lena. Yeah, uh, dragon elder. Okay, elder Ublex or. Okay, I'm gonna. It's between those two, dragon or elder Ublex. I'm gonna take the elder Ublex. I think. But I'm curious to see what that does, because it was really interesting, that that monster. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have our list. He puts the ooze in the final chamber, and he pushes a button uh, that's on this... Uh, uh, what, what would it be called? A um, like a button board, like um, almost like a. It looks like a soundboard almost with all the colored buttons and stuff it has for this mechanism. Um, and he twists some knobs and they begin whirring the machines as it's uh, loading up and uh, arcane energy is being used to drain the monster part of its essence and turn it into pure energy. And you see light gently glowing out of the holes at the end of the tubes, pointing toward that center table, and. Um, he looks at the clock and there's seven minutes left and he says now lena when this happens you're going to be entirely incapacitated i need you to wear that armor and lay on that table oh um oh, dear. okay she kind of looks yeah. at the group it's okay and kasai kind of readies um a, a spell attack just in case like you treat her well i'm not i'm gonna yeah you got this anything, any funny business and... <laughs> 
take action. Oh here. no, he'll be answering to me, Velvet says, mm. and like staring at him. And says, <laughs> I trust you now, Bones. And for once in your fucking life, please let us help you. Let me help you. He gives a very small smile and he says, Time is of the essence. I agree. The demon should be showing up any second. Lena sits on the table and looks at the group and says, See you on the other side. And then lays down. All right, Lena. Be safe. So uh, he says, now this throne in the center here with the pentagram, we need to secure the demon onto this thing so that the machine has enough time to drain it of its life essence. How do we do that? Yes. Did you have a plan Uh, for this? Well, that's where I wanted the funding to go toward a a large group of uh, fighters um, to help me kind of just manually put them in, you could say. Uh, And let me guess, the funding didn't cover it. (laughs) They pulled out the Damn granting agencies. Of course they did, yes. (laughs) Well, I guess we know our jobs then, don't we, everyone? So we have to bind it to this this golden throne? Is Is that how it works? We need to force it onto this throne where I have these bands that have been blessed recently by uh, a cleric of Mistra, and that should be able to hold him in, but we have to keep him down long enough to secure those bands. Okay, all right. That sounds doable enough. We've done harder shit, haven't we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope. And <laughs> as you and as you say that, the grandfather clock rings midnight with oh. an ominous low bell sound. Oh, God. Lena takes a deep breath if she's not incapacitated already. <laughs> Bones freezes as he's just looking at the clock, and he slowly turns to the rest of the group. He takes a big breath and says, I hope you're as, as seasoned as it seems you are. Well, we, we certainly will try. And Sai goes quickly over to the group and he says, Okay, I, I think I can trap him in there, but somebody needs to be in there to, to strap him down. Bree, that should be you. You're the one who's blessed by gods and stuff. <laughs> Bree kind of gets a little bit nervous <laughs> when he says that, and because he doesn't know that she can't speak to Miss Ben. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, she's, like, um, she's like, I, yeah, yeah, I can, I, I, I can do that. I can, I can go in. Are you sure? It, it, it's okay. I, I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Are, are you sure? Because if you think your talents are best used out here, we could always send Daria in. <laughs> Poor Darian. Darian's talents aren't really of use anywhere, so we can just throw him in wherever we need him. If Lena's still awake, she goes, come on, Velvet. Seriously. I'm going to stay with Bones. Okay. Actually, you know what? I have an idea. Can I... I don't know if I can retcon this or just do it right now. Um, Can I cast Blink on myself? Because I have to start the process by going into the ethereal plane. Uh, Yeah, you have time to cast Blink before combat. Okay. Whoosh, Sai goes away. Now... The room is quiet as you're waiting for this demon to show up. And Velvet, you can see it first. You look up to the ceiling, this ornate domed oak ceiling, and see that the darkness cast from the minimal lighting in the room that's on the ceiling begins to slowly grow wider and wider until the darkness fills the entirety of the ceiling above you and even begins crawling down the sides of the walls a bit, darkening the room. Until slowly, you can only see the mere silhouette of everything attached to the walls as the darkness hits the ground. And it is deadly quiet. Until a voice calls out 
it sounds like it's coming from on top of the fountain. And it says, Tick tock, tick tock. Your time is up, bones. And you all turn around, but there's nobody there. Just a voice talking from the darkness. You've been hard at work these last few years, haven't you? Thinking you could get out of our little deal? <laughs> I guess your mistake was making a deal with a demon in the first place, wasn't it? You lost all the things that mattered to you. Your love and your friendship. And for fame, was it worth it now? Looking back? <laughs> your time is up, Bones. It is time to take what's rightfully mine. And instantly, this demon teleports right in front of Bones, instantly taking form. And you see it is a demon with this pale white skin, these horns protruding out of its face, the wings on its back that are spiked, and uh, these uh, centaur legs that are just skeletal. And uh, he immediately grabs Bones by the neck and lifts him off the ground. And he says, your soul is mine. And I need everybody to roll initiative for me. Hey, there we go. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. If you're enjoying our epic adventure, be sure to check out our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. As well, spread word about us to your family and friends so they can adventure with us too. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Do you want Lena to as well, Avery? Or am I incapacitated? I forget. You're you're literally incapacitated okay, cool, for cool, this cool, fight. Cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Are you kidding? I'm excited to listen. Uh, that's going to be uh, 17 for Velber. Okay. 15 for Sai. Okay. 12 for Bree. Okay. And Dari rolled an 11. And uh, Sam acts on your initiative, right, Sai? Um, yeah, he, he can. I think so. Perfect. Okay. So... Uh, Bones is being held up uh, in the claws of this demon who's just medium-sized. He's actually like the size of you guys. Um, Velvet, you're up first. What would you like to do? Okay, so... Oh, dear. Okay, so Velvet's going to cast uh, a new spell that I got called Crown of Stars. Yes! Yes. Okay. Yes. Seven nice. star-like motes of light appear in orbit around your head until the spell ends. You can use a bonus action to send one of the motes streaking towards a creature within 120 feet of you, and it does 4d12 radiant damage. So I figured if for a demon, this would be real nice, too. Um, Ooh! Nice. 
Whether you hit or miss, of course, the mode is still uh, expanded, uh, uh, expended, so it's done there. Uh, so I have seven, so uh, I'm going to cast uh, Crown of Stars, and in Velvet's way, they're going to make this rainbow kind of surrounding, like, in this, like, arc formation around his body. And I look at the demon and I say, Oh no, Mr. Demon, you will have nothing today except a fistful of the Fighter Things Club. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use my uh, bonus action to send one of my first motes. Because uh, it's a rainbow, I'm going to send the orange one at him first. Cool, okay. Oh, nice. I, I'm going to write down Roy G. Biv so I remember here. Roy, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Roy G. Biv. So I send the orange one uh, after him, and it goes streaking towards. So I assume I just have to roll to attack there then? Yep. Okay. And uh, whatever your uh, spell casting modifier would be. Right, the spell attack bonus? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, love it. Okay, so that's plus six. So that's going to be... Uh, 17. Okay, 17 is going to miss. No! So he's holding bones with one hand and you cast one of these light orbs at it and he brings up his other hand, which the wrist then turns into the hilt of this silver sword that's wide at its base. And he deflects it with the one sword and the the light explodes off of his sword and then he turns it vertically so that you can see he shows his face from behind the sword and he just lets out this sneer of a laugh. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Velvet gulps and looks back at the group and says, A little, little help. (laughs) (laughs) Next is going to be his turn. So he has one goal. It's to rape this guy's soul. So after turning his sword, he then whips it around and he thrusts his sword into Bones' gut. And and then... uh, the demon's name is Titivalis. Titivalis begins chanting these twisting words, and you can f- see like fire slowly erupting from his mouth and wrapping around bones as he begins this ritual of uh, reaping his soul from his body, and that's going to be his entire action. And that brings us to Sai. You're, you watch that happen from the ethereal plane. Oh, so I reappear on the uh, on the material plane, and um, let's see. I'm going to. Uh, how close is he to the uh, the throne? Uh, I'll say you guys are twenty feet away. Okay, I'm going to try to knock him back with some a chromatic orb, um, thunder damage, and I'm going to try to level level two. So. Alright, ooh, that's good. Uh, that is a 27, because oh, my spell modifier oh is now 10. That's Holy smokes! Oh, I rolled a 17. Yeah. yeah, roll some damage. Second level spell, so that is 19 damage, thunder damage. 19, right on, okay, oh and I believe, yes. yep, he's gonna take that full damage from that. Nice. So, nice. you blast him with a chromatic orb, and you said lightning? Thunder? Lightning? Uh, no, thunder thunder with this thunder damage that erupts off of his body and it interrupts his soul reaping that he's done and uh using a legendary action since he can use it at the end of anyone's turn he teleports away instantly and he appears on the balcony where nelly is sitting right behind her no oh no stab him nelly like are we within 30 feet of the balcony or is this uh i'd say it's 60 feet away from where you're standing um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna move 30 feet then. Um, okay. And then, um, okay, how is this gonna work? Because I have to uh, have Sam move. Sam, go, go, save Nelly. 
and he beats his chest as he lets out this roar and he says sorry with his uh with his big um blue <laughs> academy shirt and he begins running toward nelly as well i love that that's a battle cry my name is a battle cry <laughs> um and unfortunately i rolled a six so i'm still on the material plane i have not gone to the, the material one okay Bree, uh titivius uh, Titivalis is now up on the balcony. What would you like to do? Yeah, she sees that, and she is going to try to shoot a guiding bolt at him. All right. To, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she wants to try to knock him off of the balcony and away from Nelly and possibly try to knock him towards the throne. Yeah, for sure. Roll the hit. Oh, he's my halfling luck. Oh, that's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 21 to hit. That will hit. Okay. That's 24 damage. Ooh, radiant damage. That's awesome. Mm. Yes, 24 radiant damage. Okay, so you blast him with your guiding bolt. And is it with a guiding bolt that now the next attack has advantage? Yes, that's correct. Perfect. Yes. So you yes. blast him with that emerald green guiding bolt and the light lingers around his body and he screeches as he tries to rub it off, uh, flapping his wings to try to get it to go away and it just won't. And she's going to move a bit closer to the throne. She wants to try to find a spot by the throne where she can't be seen so that once he nice. gets there, she'll be right there to try to um, start um, putting the or tying him up to it, whatever those things are called. Great. Uh, roll stealth for me to see how well you hide yourself in that position. Okay. Let's see. Oh my god, yes, that's a nat 20. Plus two. Holy smokes. Okay, um, can you roll a percentage dice for me? Okay. That's a 78%. I think it's 85 you got to get higher then. So, okay. okay. So you roll incredibly on your stealth, and that's where we'll leave you at that. Uh, hiding right behind that throne, you find a nice, nice. alcove that you can uh, press yourself toward covered in darkness. Yay, okay. All right. Darian's up next, and uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he, he sees this, and he actually pulls a hand crossbow out from his back, and he goes yes. to shoot, and he actually hit with a 24. <laughs> he rolled a 19, yes. and he ends up dealing, uh, what is it there, um, max damage he could do with a hand crossbow, which is 9. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> so uh, he takes his movement up. Uh, Right next to you, Sai, as he's going for that ladder as well, takes that shot. It just barely pierces into the demon. And he's like, yes! And he fist bumps, and uh, he's going to be continuing to make his way up. (laughs) Bones calls out, uh, holding his throat. He says, I have to wait by the panel in order to perform the ritual. Get him in the chair. We will, we will. We're trying. Keep yourself safe, Bones, for God's sake. And Velvet, we're back to you. The demon's up on that balcony. What would you like to do? Okay, Velvet's going to do Dimension Door to pop over there. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to pull out my, my leer, and it's going to go like, beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. And that's going to be <laughs> what gets me over. And in, in like a turn, I turn on my heels and my my doublet opens up in this traveling cloak. It's very fabulous. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I swear I'm aiming for Avery because uh, this is within my uh, limit. I'm trying to get right between him. Like I would assume that he's small enough to kind of wedge himself right between uh, the demon and Nelly. Is that possible? 
Yeah, because you're smaller than halflings, so you can like you can very easily maneuver. Uh, there's a nimbleness there. Yeah, yeah I'm a whopping three three. Um, so <laughs> he he pops in the middle of them with uh, the six remaining uh, of his stars, and I'm gonna send red after him. Let's uh, let's hope there's better luck in red than orange. Okay, right. here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that is going to be 22. 22 will hit. Yes! Okay. Yes! Um, <laughs> 27 radiant damage. Ooh, nice! Yeah. And, uh, do you want to roll th- uh, that with advantage from the guiding bolt to see if you crit? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, why not? Uh, yeah, no, I did not. Okay. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I did 27 not. damage is awesome as you blast him with one of your orbs and it blasts with this radiant energy. Perfect for demons. And it singes his body. And you see him try to flex as uh, you notice, Velvet, that the wounds try to close up as it's coming onto his turn. And because of that radiant attack, it is not able to of uh, on his turn. Ooh, that's cool. Okay, um, then I guess for my last movement, I'm not going to take movement. I'm going to turn around and whip off my... I'm just going to tear it off, tear off my traveling cloak, throw it to Nelly. I'm going to say, run, Nelly, get under it and run now. Okay, and uh, you see her grab it immediately and she goes to run. And because she's within the demon, he's going to take an opportunity attack as she runs by. He brings out his sword. Oh, no. And he, that's really bad, but let's see here what that's going to be. Oh, no. uh, no, that's he, he. He rolled a, a twelve with a plus nine to hit. So Nelly uh, just manages to roll out of the way as he slashes and cuts the balcony almost in half. The oh. way it easily slices through like bread. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh. Yeah, Bill oh, <laughs> for a second thought he was gonna see something horrible. So I'm relieved. Oh, okay. Oh dear. Then I turned back to the way less scary side of the demon. <laughs> Woo! Okay, just you. So that's his reaction. At the end of your turn, he's gonna take another legendary action, Velvet and he's going to just assault you with his silver sword. So enraged from that radiant energy, he quickly whips it around and thrusts it at you and does a 17 hit. Oh yeah, mine's 16. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, so first you're going to be taking 12 slashing damage plus 13 necrotic damage. Okay, so we're looking at uh, what, 25? No, 35? 25, 25 total. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Right. My new doublet, he says, with blood on his chest. Oh, God. As well, when he makes this slash on you, you feel like this soul has reaping powers. You feel like a part of your vigor gets ripped from you as he pulls the sword out of you. And half of 13 necrotic damage is six rounded down. Your maximum hit points get reduced by six points. Oh, Oh, oh no! Yeah, I don't know. Oh my okay. god, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, he's he's heavy breathing, and he just fuck. Oh god. <sighs> now it's his turn after that legendary action. Oh good. He takes a look around. He sees what he wants. He sees the people around. He looks for the weakest person in the room, and uses twisting words as he points his claw toward Darian, and he starts speaking these fiendish words. And Darian needs to make a charisma saving throw, DC 21. He failed, which means he's now charmed for a minute, and Titivulus is now uh, he's now under Titivulus's control. So if he could be any fucking worse, you know? Could I have cast counterspell for that one? Unfortunately. It's not like a normal it's spell. Not a normal it's not spell. like twisting words. Uh, let, let me double check that, actually. Let me okay. fact check that. 
Yeah, I, I want to. I want to give it the chance if it has it. Here. No, I'm sorry. On on Five uh, E Tools, there, there's no twisting word spell. It's just a part of his inherent demonic abilities. Okay. Because <sighs> Titifilis right. is like an actually like a pretty uh, high up demon, and yeah. his charisma's through the roof. It's how he made it through the ranks of uh, the demon uh, hierarchy. Was oh, s- straight just charisma. Yeah. So these twisting words are a part of his essence, and uh, yeah, Darian is now charmed by him. After that, he's going to take the teleport action once again, and he teleports this time behind Bones uh, on top of the desk as he's flying there using his wings. And that's the end of his turn. Okay. <sighs> Next up is Sai. Uh, what would you like to do? <sighs> um, Here, Sai, can you roll perception for me? On your turn? Sure, I can. So that's 20. Dirty 20. 20. All right. You're looking at him, and after he teleports and is seen above the desk, you notice that he's wearing this uh, necklace with a gem on it and the symbol. And you notice that right after he teleported, the necklace, uh, there was a glow that then diffused again. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to try to knock him away from um, bones again. So I'm going to do another chromatic orb. All right. Roll here. Okay, that's a 22. So that hits, right? So. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Um, that's going to be 20 damage, thunder damage. Thunder damage again? Okay, nice. So you blast him again with thunder damage, and it sends him reeling up in the air as the blast wave pushes him away from bones about 10 feet further into the air. But 10 feet further away from the chair. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I have an idea for this. I, I want to get clo- uh, ten, within 10 feet of the chair. All right, use your movement to get a little closer and you're good to go. About 10 well, feet. I will do that. And then, or, uh, sorry, um, 20 feet. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, okay, so, and then I say, Sam, back here. <laughs> He's following your every move. <laughs> Poor guy, like running one like way, another way. <laughs> and, I, and, and as he's running, I say, and I kind of say this to everybody, get his necklace. And anything else to say? Um, I go back into the ethereal plane because I rolled an 18. Okay, right on. Get his necklace. Woof. Disappears. Poof. Yeah, poof. Now, Bree, you're hidden by that chair. What would you like to do? So, like, did she see anything when he attacked Darian? Oh, totally. I'll, I'll say that Darian, like, winced and uh, all his muscles flexed as he stood up. And then now he's just, like, standing there hunched over, breathing heavily. Like, could she, t- wait, could she tell it was, like, a curse or something or no? Uh, roll insight. Okay. Or rather investigation, then. I'm sorry. Okay, that's a 15. Uh, you know, it's not a curse. It seems to be more uh, an eff- a spell-like effect, but it's not a spell. Okay, so she wants to try to use um, dispel magic on Darian to remove the effect. Okay, um, so because it isn't exactly a spell, it's like a feat of his demonic abilities. Uh, the dispel okay. magic does not work. But you guys do okay. know that in the past, when people have been under a uh, effect of possession oh, of yeah. some kind. <laughs> Some good old damage uh, can do the trick if you're in a pinch. <laughs> yep. Just don't pull Alina and make him have brand damage. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so would that technically be my move to try to use that and then it didn't work? Uh, dispel magic is an action, so you can either yeah. uh, use your movement or a bonus action if you have them. Okay, yeah, I'm going to use my bonus action, and I am going to 
bring out my spiritual weapon and have it ready. Okay, right on. That emerald green uh, long sword that is ever by your side in battle appears next to you, glowing. And that is your turn. So after Bree, we have Mm -hmm. Darian. Now, he immediately puts his... Um, his hand crossbow away and he takes his movement right up to Sam because Sam is the closest person to him right now and takes out uh, a rapier on one side, his dagger on the other and and uses his uh, action surge to make (laughs) four total attacks against him. Oh my god. What is Sam's AC? Uh, It's it's nine uh, but he he has damage immunities to uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks that aren't adamantine. Resistance or immunity? Immunity. Yeah, so he, he action surges and makes four attacks against this flesh golem, and although it is a flesh golem, right. these <laughs> attacks, the slashing and piercing, does not seem to penetrate his thick hide skin. It seems like there's something within him that's uh, preventing it from happening. And Darian Possessed uh, is unable to have a reaction, but if he could, he'd be like, oh, fuck, <laughs> as he kind of just looks up to Sam, towering over him as he wasted his uh, action surge, and that's Darian's turn. So after Darian, we're back to the top with Velvet. Okay, so Velvet is at the top here with these bo- uh, on the, I, I guess the the bookshelf level and uh, now that Nellie's good to go hmm, hmm, hmm what? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> use my action to do counter charm. Uh, so counter charm is as an action I have to start a performance that lasts until the end of my next turn. During that time, any friend or myself within thirty feet has advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. That's amazing. Nice. That's fantastic. How long does that last again? Uh, until the end of my next turn. They'll all have advantage. Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Sweet. That's that sounds great. I, I start. I, I actually pull up my leer and, and and I look at Bones in the eye and I go, "One more for old time's sake, buddy." <laughs> oh man, <laughs> did Bones play any instruments or was he just more the uh, conductor of his? Uh, yeah, Bones. Was, he he basically took like the form of like the conductor. Um, so like you know it was those like arm gestures and like making it very bombastic and entertaining. That's awesome. And as you say that, Bones can't help himself but smile and start swaying his arms, just like old times in your in the peak of your relationship with him. Uh, uh, and he start, he's going to start singing co- uh, Coconut Love. It's my coconut love! And he starts uh, just jamming on that. And uh, when, I, when I string my lyre and like the notes permeate through the room, I'm going to send one more star to our buddy as a bonus action. Uh, nice. I'm going to send the blue one this time. It comes racing towards him. And that is going to be plus seven is... It's a dirty 20. That'll hit. That's its AC. Yes! You okay, found we, it. fa- we found the AC, everyone. Okay, let me do my 12. What's an AC? Ooh, <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, that's oh. 39 radiant damage. Oh, my oh, God, fuck, yes. Man. These things are crazy. <laughs> Kim, thanks for the recommendation on this, this hey, spell. Hey, no problem. This is OP as fuck. <laughs> All right, so you blast him with that radiant damage, and it actually sends him to the ground as uh, the radiant energy rips some flesh off of his six-pack chest area, and he falls to the ground, and he's, like, heaving and smoking from this radiant energy, and he seems to be in a moment of weakness right now as you brought him down uh, all his hit points. And 
then it brings us to his turn. Now on his turn, you just hit him with radiant damage, so he cannot uh, regenerate uh, some hit points from that. So he's currently at zero, which means, uh, but he's special and he doesn't die or fall. He's okay. just weakened. Okay. And uh, now what that means for him is he is only going to be able to do one thing. And he looks around the room. He looks at Bones. He says, your soul is mine. We had a deal. And he uses his movement um, and, and just tries to reap his soul again and grabs him and by the neck and shoves the sword into him once more and uh, fire begins pouring out of his mouth as he tries once more. He can't really make any attacks since uh, he's brought down. So that's going to be his turn. And hmm. uh, Sai, you're up. Uh, you're watching him reap him again. What would you like to do? So I'm going to use a wall of force and I'm going to enclose him. So I'm going to push the wall of force between the two of them. So it kind of forces him back away from bones. Yeah. And okay. I'm going to create like a dome around him. So I'm kind of enclosing him in this. I'm trapping him. Okay, sweet. So yeah, uh, with the wall force instantly poof, pushes them all back. He falls to his legs, still weak. And uh, you create a wall force around him. Okay. And I'm going to, um, uh, so I'm 40 feet away from him. Perfect. I'm going to run 30 feet and then... Um, um, yeah, I'm going to go back into the ethereal plane. All right, sounds good. Now, Bree, you just saw this wall of force appear, and uh, it's currently encircling him. What would you like to do? And she's seen him try to reap Bones' soul for the second time, and she wants to try to do something to protect Bones in case he tries, in case he gets out of this thing and tries to do it again. For sure. After um, that second reaping, Bones is not looking yeah. good. It's his, his skin is singed, but it almost looks like from the inside. She is going to cast Guardian of Faith. All right, and what'll that do? So um, this large spectral guardian that um, kind of looks a bit like Verna appears and hovers kind of over Bones and is going to protect him. And so any creature that's hostile that moves to a space within 10 feet of the Guardian um, for the first time on a turn has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. If it fails, it takes 20 radiant damage and half damage on a successful one. Sick. Okay, yeah, so that Guardian of Faith immediately a light shines down from the dark ceiling and he lands like a statue and his hands close together with this pike on his back and the light figure grabs the pike and twists it over his head and smashes the butt end of it into the ground, protect, wrapped around Bones, protecting him. For my bonus action, I want to try to heal Bones a bit. I'm going to use Healing Word and I'm going to use it at third level. Okay. Okay, so he heals for 10. 10, right on. So that that does help, actually. It does help. And um, the singed look under his arms recedes a bit, and he seems to be able to catch his breath a little more. He looks over to you. He looks up to the guardian of faith above him, and he just gives you a small nod of thanks. I think we forgot to do Sam's tack. What would you like to do now? Okay, so um, he's near uh, Darian, right? Yes. Okay, so he's going to make a slam attack. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Dorian. And it's 17, I pre-rolled, um, 17, does that hit? Yes, 17 will hit. Okay, so then that is 13 bludgeoning damage. All right, so now that he's taking some damage, he gets to roll with advantage from Velvet's uh, uh, stream of 
Uh, sorry, what was it called again? A counter charm. Counter charm, yes, your counter charm, thank you. And he did not roll well enough, so he is still under the effects of this charm. Okay, and um, he actually make the golem makes two slam attacks. I don't necessarily want to hurt him, so can I just can I just say that I would have said only do one, or does does he have to do two? You can uh, you can say that you're making a non-fatal attack. Okay, so non-fatal attack. All right, so roll the hit again. Okay, roll the hit. Um, that is a nine. It's a sixteen. That'll also hit. <laughs> Poor Darian. Oh no, <laughs> this is. Oh no! <laughs> That's a twenty damage bludgeoning damage. Oh my god! Okay. Oh my so god! He slammed, so Holy he slams shit. him one time. Darian still looks up at him with this red glow in his eyes and these gritted teeth as he goes to reach for his rapier again. And then <laughs> Sam just kind of scratches his head and slams him a second time with his chest. And Darian goes flying back ten feet, rolls a backwards somersault, and is sitting on his ass. And you see the redness actually go away from his eyes, and he oh. smiles. He goes, huh. And then slowly just falls back and collapses on his back and falls unconscious. <laughs> he doesn't have to make any death saving throws. It wasn't fatal, but he got knocked unconscious. Right. <laughs> he probably has like five hit points if he's only level three. <laughs> <laughs> Not many, yeah. Now, um, after your turn, Bree, the devil, uh, Titivalis, laughs from within this wall of force. He's like, it's going to take a lot more than petty magic to keep me trapped. And he uses a legendary action to teleport out of your your, uh, wall of force. And instantly appears back in the air flying. Um, uh, This time above the wine fountain, taking it back a bit. And Darian's out for the count. So that brings us back to the top with Velvet. You see him floating above that wine uh, fountain. What would you like to do? <laughs> well, he's a tough cookie, isn't he? Um, you know what? Velvet's not really going to do any good up here, so um, I'm going to teleport. Uh, so where? Um, sorry, Avery. Where? Where's the the, th- the the chair that we lock him in? That's in the. That's in kind of the center of the room, right? Yeah, the chair's center of the room. He's about 30 feet away from it atop that wine fountain. And uh, he doesn't look good. Like, he still has a lot of those wounds from the radiance, and he looks tired. Okay, well, I'm going to do what Velvet is going to do. He's going to cast Dimension Door about an inch above his head, above the demon's head, and drop down and try to grab him from behind and, like, cover his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to try to fly him into the spot if he can. So, uh, roll the grapple and, uh, use strength for me. Uh, sorry, the thing said it lasts till the end of my next turn. Does that mean that I have to keep doing the song now? I guess so, right? If you want to continue that counter charm effect. Um... I don't, so I'll just stop. Okay, no problem then. It, it served its purpose for the Yeah, moment. now that Darian's yeah. down, he's like, God, <laughs> Darian, you can't do anything right. Forgot, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. And he casts Dimension Door and he's going to drop down onto uh, the demon and try to hold on. All right, yes. yeah. Uh, roll athletics for me. Oh, yes, I'm good athletics. Wait, do I? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> I'm good acrobatics, but not athletics. Oh, um, oh hey, that's a 17. 
<laughs> okay, let me roll some strength for him as well. His strength is, in, is uh, one of his weaker stats, and he rolled a 15. Yes! I can't believe it. Okay, so Velvet, <laughs> oh you God. land on his shoulders wow. and clasp his eyes, and he can't see. He's so weakened <laughs> from the battle and all the hits he's taken already. He's trying to reach up. He's flying left and right, and you're holding on, and you're guiding him toward that chair as he's flying blind. Oh, that's good. I'm going to use my bonus action to send another of my Roy G. Biv uh, stars at him. Oh, nice. Do I get to roll with advantage here, Avery? Because I'm like literally right in front or right behind him or? You know, I'm going to say he's blind. It's not like he can purposefully avoid or stop an attack. I'll say, yeah, sure. You're in you're in control of the situation. Roll with advantage. Okay. Okay. Thanks, man. Um, okay. It's your situation. Uh, oh, hey. Okay. That's going to be a 25. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, all right yes. He's going to send the indigo one uh, spiraling. Yes. I'm going to like send it up and it'll kind of like go above me and loop around and smack him in the back, basically making an arc around me oh, and hitting yeah. him right in the small of the back, sending him further down towards where I want him to. And it does. He flies through the air from that momentum and smashes into the ground, slides yes. about seven feet and is now 10 feet away from the chair, laying yes. on the ground, trying to catch his breath. Oh, this is good. So I, I, I still got his eyes closed and him locked. And I look at the group and I say, OK, now or never, everyone, <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't have much courage left. I will run next turn. <laughs> and that's it for Velvet. So next is Titivalis, but you knocked him down to zero hit points again, so he can't really take an action except movement necessarily. So what he's going to try to do is try to get you off of him. So he's going to try to shove you off. He's going to roll strength again to get out of your grapple. And uh, I'll have you roll strength competition to see if you can still hold on to him. Oh, no. Strength oh, is not he rolled man. a 15 again. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, strength. Oh, I see. I, I just add my 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 modifier, basically. Yeah, but uh, strength athletics. Um, I assume it's the same because you're probably not proficient in strength. <laughs> uh, no, my strength is just a one. Hey. Um, oh my God! It's a nineteen. It's a nineteen. <laughs> He oh turns God. around oh in this grapple, looks at you in the eyes, opens his disgusting fire-filled mouth, and he tries to kick you off with his centaur skeletal legs, and you manage to, like, acrobatically, like, tic-tac <laughs> off of his legs, and he just kicks him wildly, and he says, Get off, you stupid gnome! <laughs> Never! Your love can't save him! Don't get in the way of the band, Yoko! <laughs> And uh, he got hit with Radiant Energy, so he's not regaining any yes! hit points again. God damn it. I was so looking forward to that. Um, Sai, you see Velvet has pinned him to the ground. What would you like to do? So I reappear, and I'm going to cast Arcane Gate. And I'm going to open up a portal from where they are so that they're kind of falling through. So like a, a, a 10 foot um, uh, portal yes. from the floor and emerging right on the chair. Yes, Kim. Yes. <laughs> and it works. In Velvet, you're on top of him as he's looking at you. Woof, you guys fall through uh, and instantly appear over top and boom, Velvet, you land on top oh, of him as he slams shit, into that chair in the center of the pentagram. Okay. <laughs> You just hear Velvet, like, yeah, for a moment, fuck, like, fuck, your fuck, existence fuck. and even your soul, like, everything went black, and then you just reappeared through I'm the arcane gate. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and can I, can I order, um, Sam to go for the necklace? Oh, absolutely. 
I order Sam to go for the necklace then. Yeah, and, and Velvet still hasn't pinned. He lost that grapple competition, so Sam reaches over and freaking rips that necklace off of him, and the necklace instantly bursts in his hand. And um, what what damages did you say Sam was immune to? Um, damage, uh, lightning, poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. All right. So this thing blows up with fire damage in his hand, and he instantly takes 22 fire damage to Sam. To Sam. Okay. Um, all right. That's fine. And, but it works, man. That necklace is off of him. He can no longer teleport using it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Bree, you are right next to this chair. Mm-hmm. He's right in position. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, she's going to try to start binding him to the chair. Yes. Beautiful. I'll say in your action, you, uh, you'll be able to get, take care of two of them. Okay, she's going for his legs. She's going to try to bind both of his legs. Awesome. And um, he's weakened Velvet's on top of that grapple. And because of that, I'm going to say uh, it works. Uh, there's no rules necessary. Yes. You begin binding him to this chair. And that brings yes, us back okay. to the top since Darian's still unconscious with Velvet. You're on top of him. What do you want to do? So I'm going to try to do the other two then. As I'm, I'm on kind of still in front of his face, I want to try to reach for the one closest to me and do up that strap. All right, yeah, and you start doing those straps, and he's screaming at you, saying, You're making a great enemy, all of you! The demon army will come to reap all of your souls! Is he spitting in your face? <laughs> Dude, that was like, we already knew that, numbnuts. <laughs> so, fucking shocker. Be original, man. <laughs> uh, do I have to roll to try to get that strap on, Avery? Nah, you got him grappled, you're good, man. I so I'm gonna reach for the last strap and I'm gonna get out of his face. I'm gonna kick off of his face and do like a backflip as I do the last strap. And I'm just gonna, just for good measure, send, I I, I don't know if you'll let me do this, but I just wanna send all the rest of the stars in his face. (laughs) Sure. I go, when you go back to hell, tell them Noman Bones sent you, bitch. And does a backflip, kicks off his face. And as he plants in the last thing, he sends all uh, yellow. Green and violet blasting in the demon's face. <laughs> That's awesome. Roll some damage. I want to see how much it is. Yes. Okay. Uh, do I just yeah. to multiply whatever I roll by three? Yeah. If it's easier, yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, just, I'm, I'm rolling manually. You enjoying this, Carla? So it's uh, been great. Yeah. You guys. Are every doing thirty-three well. times three, so ninety-nine damage, radiant damage. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Jesus. You blast him and light explodes and shimmering radiant energy is raining in this room. And he sits there almost unconscious, literally, as his head is dazed. And the last thing, it comes to his turn now and he says, I can help you find Rack. Let me go. Lena? Lena kind of turns her head and, uh, She's like, what do you mean? How can you find him? He's gone. I know where they're keeping him. You can't kill a demon like him. He is eternal. And I can help you find him. Hmm. I don't know about this, Lena. And he's twiddling his fingers from where he's standing. And Velvet, can you make a charisma saving throw while this is happening? Yeah, absolutely. I can. I got advantage on these because I assume it's magic, right? Uh, if you have if you have advantage against charm effects, yes, you can take the advantage. Yes, I, I have advantage on wisdom, and it just says ch- uh, charisma magic saving throws. Yep, yep, you can use advantage for sure. Wunderbar. Okay, so one of them is eighteen, and the other one is twelve. 
Okay, so that's a fail. Now, oh, as he's speaking, he's twirling his, finger, his fingers, and this the velvet, you feel this fiery energy from within. Fill your eyeballs like it's burning, like you haven't slept for years, and you're now under his control, but nobody <gasps> knows yet. Lena thinks for a second and looks at the group and goes, no, he's, he's lying, he's lying. Brack told me to find bones that he would give me powers. If, if, if it was easy to find him, he would have told me to do that. You're lying. Exactly. Don't trust him. He was desperate. I'm desperate now. I'm willing to take any action. I can't trust you. I, I can't trust you. And he screams and he's shaking his chair trying to get out, but he can't because he's um, bound. Lena turns to Bones his Bones. And he, he goes up to the, um, the, uh, um, the button board and he just begins working. He, he says, this thing needs to be put down now. And he opens his book and begins performing his ritual. The, he pre starts pressing the buttons. You hear the machine starting to roar up. It's lighting up. The incubators begin lighting up with energy. And Lena, you can feel the heat of uh, energy from all four of these pipes looking at you. And immediately the demon begins screeching as the pentagram underneath of him begins lighting up from under Underneath, and you could see it's like he, out of his mouth that fire that energy within is starting to get drawn out slowly and is whirling through the air like a tornado and slowly going towards you Lena Lena starts <laughs> freaking out and just looking towards like any of the group members for like reassurance <laughs> sighs there going it's okay Lena it's okay she just nods her head I feel like Velvet probably looks blank faced right Avery or do does does he act normal um, so technically, you're still under his control. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have you make an attack against any one of your party members while okay. this is happening. So I oh guess I'm going to turn and uh, uh, who, I guess just arbitrarily, who's closer, Cy or Bree? Bree. Bree. All right. He's going to he's going to pull out his rapier and try to, like, stab her with the rapier. Oh, oh nice. All right. Roll to hit. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's a 19. Oh, no. All right, roll oh. some damage. Oh, yep. no. Okay. Um, there we go. It is three damage. It's not very strong. That's <laughs> not as okay. So, Bree, you're standing there watching the magic happen, and suddenly, right into your side, it clenches tensely as a rapier gets stabbed into you, and you look, and you see Velvet has stabbed you, and he has these red eyes, this lo red look in his eyes. Velvet? And she sees his red eyes and she says, Sai, Sai, something's wrong with Velvet. Oh no. Now, in this moment, behind you, a voice calls out and says, Velvet, you betraying son of a bitch. And you see oh, no. Dipple standing there holding the half jar of fingernails. <laughs> you threw away my gift. I know you're true. And then she sees what's happening in this moment. And now you're stabbing Bree. And she's like, I thought, I thought you love is this your way of showing me you love me? Is this... Fuck her! She tried to steal you away, yeah! And she pulls out a dagger and begins sprinting toward Bree as well, saying, I knew you loved me, I knew you loved me! And she also goes to make an attack against Bree and rolls a 17. Oh and Bree, you take five piercing damage from Dipple's dagger as she slashes into your other side as you're faced by two gnomes stabbed like a skewer by the... Oh no! Now. Oh my god! <laughs> now, Sai, it's your turn in initiative. Please go okay. ahead. Okay. Um. Oh, crap. Okay, I'm going to. Um. You know what? I'm going to protect Bree by putting a um a resilient sphere around her. 
Because <laughs> right. nothing can get through that. I assume Bree's willing. I mean, because uh, if, if it's an unwilling creature... Oh, yeah, I'll just... Yeah, can spells go through it? Uh, spells cannot go through it. Oh. Oh, do you have to do a spell? Well, it's... I, I'm not going to let you confer. It's your choice. What do you want to do right now? Um, okay, right. Sorry. Um... No, that's that's okay. That's okay. I just don't want you guys to... Uh, strategize in this intense well, okay, moment. Yeah, I just exactly. want to yeah, do, I know, do, what, um, do what Sai would do. Do what Sai would do. Exactly. I'm going to enclose Bree. That's what he would do. Because that's the okay. easiest way to protect her. Okay. And then he's going to send Sam to um, try to uh, kind of grapple, I guess, both of them if possible. Uh, I'll have him roll with disadvantage to try to get both. Okay. Yes, disadvantage for both Velvet and Dipple. And Velvet, I'll have you roll uh, acrobatics to avoid the grapple. Oh, and that's Dipple's a shame. Do that's, the same. One my, that's one of my best ones. Uh, that is a 14. Okay, so that is a 6 for the first roll. So I guess um, whoever is closest, uh, Sam would probably go for that one. All right, he misses Velvet first, and then he goes for okay. Dipple. And then for, for Dipple, it is uh, 17. Oh, shit. Uh, they tied. What oh. do I do now? Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, so, okay. Essentially, the sphere poof, instantly pushes them both away. Both right. their weapons go with them. Sam makes his move to go for Velvet. Velvet, you acrobatically run up Sam's arm and backflip off of him to get out of the way. Goes for Dipple as well. And uh, I'm going to say because uh, Dipple is a small gnome and so nimble, I'm just going to say that she wins that competition and just manages to crawl under through his legs next to Velvet. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And Bree, you're up, but you're in a sphere, so uh, I guess you can't really do anything. Um, <laughs> you can you can talk to me if you want out of the sphere. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, she's going to um, yell at Sai, and she's going to say, um, she's going to say, "Let me out! I need to help Darian and Bones." Oh, uh, sorry. And he uh, gets rid of the. I dispel the the sphere. Um, she's going to run over to Darian first. Okay. And heal him. Cure Wounds, a third level. He gets healed for 14. 14, that brings him back to consciousness uh, just a little bit. So he wakes up and he says, uh, did I, did I do good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you were awesome. Oh my God, his eyes widen as he's looking at Lena. And in this moment, light energy, this dark purple energy blasts out of the four pipes at Lena and begins uh, going into the armor, uh, going into the room, filling it with light. And it burns Lena as it seems like it's being bound to your skin almost. Oh uh, my this gosh. incredibly oh my... painful energy blasting you as you lay there. She lets out a scream and starts gritting yeah. her teeth. What are you doing to her? It needs to happen! Leave her be! Bones calls. And uh, it's almost done! As most of the fire is tornadoing around the top of this room. And Darian gets up, and because uh, his turn is after you, and he takes his movement uh, toward the center of the room. Not sure what's going on. We're just going to leave him there. He just got back. <laughs> Dipple's turn. She turns back to you, Bree, and says, oh, no. I knew you were trying to steal him away from me, you fucking bitch. And she lunges at you again. And she fucking crit, but oh, it's just a dagger. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh yes, yeah, uh, so that'll be uh, nine, nine piercing damage as she stabs right into your okay. navel and like twists <gasps> oh. it. Oh. 
and oh. stays there with you. She doesn't even pull it out. She's smiling oh maniacally God. looking oh at you. Oh my gosh, it's nuts. Oh. Velvet, you are up. What would you like to do? Okay, can I roll to see if I can shake out of this hypnotism that I'm under? Unfortunately, you can't until you're damaged. Uh, it's not one of those things ah, where you can re-roll. So okay. please uh, make an attack against your group. All right, well, he's going to keep going after Bree. Um, he, oh, he man. Oh, yeah. my God. He, he, he does, like, he's, like, running up to her, and he does, like, a front flip, and as he's doing the front flip, he, like, extends out the rapier to try oh. to stab her in, in the shoulder. Um, and I'm going to roll the hit here. Oh, that's a crit fail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh roll percentage dice for me. Okay, percentage dice. Oh, 16. <laughs> that is one above a very critical failure. It's 15 Ooh. or lower. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. All right, so it's just a miss. Um, it seems that Dipple gets a little too enthusiastic on her turn and is wrenching Bree left and right, which causes you to just move uh, what would have landed as a hit as you go to stab her. Yeah, I, f I feel like you, you can kind of tell that he's all fucked up right now because he's moving like an elegant rag doll. Like the the, the mm. kind of like motions are these like mm. elegant, like slashing motions that he's just kind of very uncharacteristic of him, but still characteristically uh, nimble, I guess. Titanless. Now at this point in the ritual, all the fire <laughs> gets sucked out of his mouth Ooh. and he stands there with his jaw getting... <laughs> And his skin begins to tighten around his form and his muscles explode out of his flesh. And all that's left is a skeletal remain with flesh slopping down his body as his life essence has been drained out of his body and he's like a shriveled raisin, essentially. And at that moment, Velvet, you are now released from your uh, charm effect. The fire swirls and Lena, at the climax of pain from these pipes blasting at you, the fire like a spear sla uh, points toward you and just goes straight into your chest for that final blast of energy required for this uh, armor. And the interesting thing about this armor is that it possesses the demon's soul, not the person or the huh. wearer. So you do not have a demon inside of you as oh. a result of this, actually. Nice. Um, you hear this screechy scream as the fire gets sucked in, and then uh, the machinery begins to whir down and the energy goes down. And Lena, um, you now have the uh, Levanimous armor attached to you, and it's burning nice. and smoking around you. Um, but the restraints instantly let go. She's like breathing heavily and she has like tears streaming down her face from the pain. And she doesn't move at first. I think she's just like freaked out. Needs that oh, moment. Yeah, it yeah, was a yeah, lot yeah, of energy yeah. that was just put around you. So that's totally fair. And uh, the ritual's complete and Bones throws his hands in the air. It's like, yes! I would like to end combat after the ritual's complete. And the group is now there. Everybody is okay. And Dipple is standing there with a dagger in you, Brie. What would anybody like to do oh velvet instantly yeah, yeah exactly Vel <laughs> velvet goes like dimple no and he he like runs up and i'm I, he's literally just gonna tackle her like he's gonna tackle her her to the ground um and does i does, does that just work avery 
Yeah, she uh, she didn't expect that. She thought uh, you were on her side. Yeah, I'm gonna say like yeah, he just boom tackles her and 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 he like not 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 to hurt her, just to get her down. And he looks over her and he he says, okay, listen, Dipple, I I love it. I love your enthusiasm to murdering the ones that love me. That that's great, but I am officially ending our non-existent relationship. <laughs> no, 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 no. And she's starting to like slam you against her body, like pulling you forward. No, okay, no, okay, no okay, you okay, can't. Okay, 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 okay. Dipple, dipple. I is. choose when to end this relationship and she grabs her dagger and I say it ends now. And she slashes you in the side of your neck. Oh my God. Oh my and God. blood erupts from your jugular. <laughs> Bree runs over and try and starts healing him. He, he he's he's gonna like take he, he kind of like go yeah he just falls backwards I guess he's totally fucking caught off guard by that. Can, <laughs> yeah. Can can Lita kind of shakily get up from the table and see what happens and can she try to like go into I don't I don't know how to use the armor can she like. <laughs> Yeah, so you stand up, you notice that um, each of the four uh, circles has this this sort of dense gem-like object now in it that has this sort of swirling light, and connected to each of those is a button (laughs) that you could push. (laughs) She's gonna press one of them. I don't know if you want me to roll to see which one or or which which one's... Um, which one would you like out of the four we chose? There's the Bone Devil, the Thana Heart, the Shadow Assassin Femur, and the Elder Oblex. Let's do the Elder Oblex. Okay, you push the Elder Oblex button, and I gotta go back to my notes here. <laughs> and the power it has given you is eat memories. Um, what? So you can eat people's memories. Um, you sort of have these, uh, you know the yes. tendons it had um, yeah. attached to his body? So these tendons erupt out of your wrists, almost like uh, where Spider-Man's webs erupt. <laughs> and you can use these tendons to make an attack um, that has a 10-foot range, like a whip. And cool. if it hit, and uh, it's a DC um, 10 plus whatever your wisdom modifier saving throw mm. okay. to uh, drain someone's memories. <laughs> my wisdom um, isn't great. And it does forty ten psychic psychic damage. Okay, my wisdom is not good. <laughs> so let's see how this works. Do it. Um, it's so only it's a an saving 11. throw. It's a saving throw for uh, your wisdom's eleven. It's it's plus one. I only get a plus one. To plus one. Okay. So uh, an eleven saving throw. Um, you want to eat her memories? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I could eat her memories of Velvet to leave him alone, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Can I use strength and Urkan instead of wisdom? No, I'm sorry. The uh, the move is based on wisdom, and uh, okay. that's what she chose. Fair. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have her make a sale. <laughs> oh. Two. Yeah, she rolled a two plus, so that doesn't even matter. <gasps> yeah. um, oh, my God. So these tendons erupt from your wrists, and you know exactly what to do with them because um, this armor is attuned to you. Uh, you have this bond with this armor. <laughs> and you whip one of these tendons, and it wraps around her forehead, and she immediately, her jaw drops, and... <laughs> as you begin to eat her memories and 
in your mind, Lena, you see these flashes of when Dipple was a younger gnome and saw Velvet on stage for the first time, and you feel the intense passion she had for Velvet from the very mm-hmm. beginning, and how intense it that fire inside of her is, and how it never died. And you see in a, in a mere second the days and years she spent adoring him, following him, uh, never forgetting about him. You see the inside of her dorm room at the academy. It has posters and portraits made of him <laughs> everywhere. She has a shrine dedicated to velvet smooth cords and uh, more jars of uh, various parts of her in those jars that she's been collecting oh. for him. <laughs> and she takes 4d10 psychic damage if you want to roll that. Um, yeah, I got my... Uh, oh my god. I got my... Uh, 4d10, 4d10. While you roll that, I'm going to go to Bree for uh, the heal on uh, Velvet there. Yeah. So, like, how, like, how significant, like, she got him in the jugular, like, how significant of damage would that be? I just want to know which, like, um, spell would be best for me to use. Well, how many hit points do you have left? 43. Um, just for the sake of the situation, I'm going to say it, uh, you can tell it probably did a significant thing to him, and he's bleeding out okay. quickly, like, okay. six okay, yeah. to ten so seconds, he'll collapse. Use- She's going to use heal on him. Okay. And that is a six level spell, and it, it gives him 70 hit points back. Oh, wow. okay. All right, wow. Velvet, that jugular uh, instantly gets sewn up with radiant energy, and you lost a lot of blood, so you feel a little woozy, but you are healed and no longer bleeding out. Thank, thank you, Bree. I, um, you know, <laughs> somehow I think that. I wasn't the nicest to Dipple, and I think that this was karma. <laughs> Somehow I think I might have deserved this. <laughs> well, Bree just kind of smiles at him, and she just says, maybe not that much. Uh, yeah, well, th- thanks. I, uh, I really appreciate... Hey, does, does, does the scar look cool? <laughs> do, do I look cool? Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 looks pretty um I think this is probably the term that you would use for it, um badass. <laughs> oh. You are learning and he goes to give Brie a high five and a hug. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, Brie high fives him back and gives him a hug back. Yeah, he's gonna walk over to Dipple. That's twenty that's twenty-nine damage. So Dipple is currently being memory drained, and Lena, as soon as you release her, um she falls to her knees barely, barely conscious from that damage. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know what I just. I, I'm so. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that much damage to her. I'm. I'm. And she's just looking around, kind of in shock at what just happened. No, it's. It's all right. It's all right, Lena. You're still literally getting used to your new skin. So, um, Dipple. Did he like runs up to her and helps her up? Velvet. Velvet. As is, oh, he's gonna, he doesn't, fuck it, he's gonna, he's gonna cast healing word on her too. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Just, just cause she looks weak. Yeah, he's just gonna. Lena mutters, I think I took some of her memories. I don't know how much she remembers. Um, Your velvet smooth cords, right? That's five damage, by the way. It's not much. I only cast it. Okay. First level. It's enough to it's enough to bring her a little back for sure. Okay. He goes, um, it, yes, yes, I I am. Huh. I've uh. You performed here a while ago. What am I? And she kind of looks around the room, and who are you? 
she sees um, a bloody skeletal mess of a demon, a higher demon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm confused. I My head hurts. Oh, well, you must have stumbled in here, silly. Uh, you came in here a little while ago. We were doing a um, performance art piece rehearsal mm-hmm. <laughs> called The Exorcism of Lena. And Lena just smiles. <laughs> that's Lena. <laughs> and um, uh, you just stumbled on in here during the dress rehearsal and, and passed out. Oh, sorry. Am I part of this? Um, n- n- no, but I do want to give you um, a f- free ticket to the event. <laughs> and... Um, and, and and here I I think I think this is yours. And he pulls out of his pocket his tuning fork and he gives it to her. Mm. I think you dropped that. Huh. Yeah, silly me. Sorry. I um I don't I need to go. I, I shouldn't be here. I'm sorry to ruin your rehearsal. No, that's that's quite uh that's quite all right. I he he like holds her hand and like it's really intense probably for a stranger, but he says, "I hope you have a happy fruitful life, Dipple. I really huh. do. <laughs> no, thanks, you too. She kind of says, um, awkwardly. And <laughs> she just kind of slowly walks out and she stumbles upon the uh, f- jar uh, on its side <laughs> on the ground full of fingernails. And she says, is is that mine? Huh? No, that's that's just a part of the rehearsal. Prop, okay, good. Um, okay, sorry. I, yeah. Well, have a good rehearsal, guys. And she kind of just starts walking out. And um, following Dipple for a sec, she closes the door behind her and she begins walking down the hallway. And she takes a breath and she looks down at the tuning fork. And her quizzical look turns to a devilish smile. Hmm. And she says, He healed me. (gasps) He gave me a gift. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh well, I will never stop loving you, Velvet Smooth. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. No good deed. And, oh and she uh, walks out. Well, I oh, tried. I, I, I remade her love for you. Oh, no. Well, you're just so lovable. Oh, I totally oh, expected oh. you to kill her, but uh, no, that's weird. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's my velvet style. Oh, man. Um, nah. I guess when, when she leaves, Avery, Velvet's going to turn around and look at Bones for like a long while, and he's going to just run up to him, jump off the desk that he's in into Bones' arms, and just kiss him. Oh, oh he... He sees you approaching, and he just lifts his arm up and embraces you, and yeah, r- returns your kiss very passionately. And and when he finally pulls away to breathe, he says, "I'm free. I missed you, Velvet. I missed you so much. I pushed you away, and I didn't want you to get hurt because of my wrongdoing. And I'm so, so sorry. I never, there was never a day that I did not think of you. You know, fuck it, Bones. It's." It's done now, and and you're safe. And you guys are amazing. And Le- Lena, Lena, come here, come here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And she kind of walks over, still trying to get used to, like, this armor on her. <laughs> so the first one gave you the power to eat memories. Incredible. Yeah. We must test the others. We must know what they do. Uh, 
Okay, okay, okay. Um, and she presses the yeah. one. Uh, she presses the one for the shadow assassin. Okay, shadow assassin femur. Uh, it gives you two things, actually. Uh, you press it, and instantly, um, y- Lena turns in almost this smoky uh, sort of visage of like figure of a person, and you gain its amorphous skill, which means you can move through spaces one inch wide by turning into shadow. What? And as That's well, awesome. you have shadow stealth. And what that <gasps> does is, in dim light or darkness, you can take the hide action as a bonus action. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Incredible. I'll look up all Almost of these. As, as he uh, waves his hands through your misty body. Incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, okay. And um, she will... Fuck, what other one? Oh, the finger of the bone demon. Finger of the bone devil. Devil, sorry. Um, oh, so this one's intense. You press that one and instantly out of your uh, coccyx, you feel this eruption out of uh, your tailbone area and this giant um, scorpion-like stinger, which the bone what? devil has on its body, <laughs> protrudes from your oh body. And so you have a stinger. It is um, your prof... So it's um, you roll the hit and then it's your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity modifier is the addition to it. Mm-hmm. It does 1d8 um, da- uh, piercing damage plus 2d6 poison damage and oh. um, it <gasps> is a DC 10 plus your con mod save, which is really good, actually. That'd, that'd be a 15, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, because my cons... Yeah, that's, that's um, really good. And if the person fails, they're poisoned for one minute. Wow, that's cool. And then cool. finally, Thana's heart. Yeah, she kind of, she's like, what is happening to me? And she looks at the stinger and then she presses the other one. Yeah. Now, and uh, as you press each one, the previous ability disappears and you take on the form of the new one. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so Thana's heart, you feel this pump in your heart as it pumps intensely and you take on her fighting prowess and tenacity. You gain the abilities Action Surge and Second Wind. What? Nice. Whoa. Uh, so that's one Action Surge and one Second Wind you can use when you press that button. That's cool. That's so awesome. That's um, cool. So uh, Bones... Um, explains to you in real words, but I'm going to explain to you as a DM. Each time you use a button, you can't mm-hmm. use it until, you can't use that button again until you long rest. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. Um, you can switch buttons whenever, but you can't use one that's been used in, until you long rest, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he points to the button in the center finally. Yeah. And he says, after explaining the first four, and he says, now this one, you... I would not just test it willingly. It is something I devised late in the process that could possibly bring together all four of these powers into one simultaneously. I don't know what effect it will have on your body. I don't know the extremes it'll have for after effects once it's used. But if you are ever in a situation of extreme emergency where you need to become something else, that is the button to do it. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> just, just know I don't know what will happen to you after it is pressed. Uh, Lena just nods. Um, how does she feel strength-wise? Like, does my strength go back up? Can she rage? Like, how does that? She tries to like 
rage really quick, I guess, and see if like her strength is back up. Strength is not back up. No? Okay. It, no, it remains the same. You just have these uh, abilities that you can use. Cool. Because of the armor, okay. which is so I can't uh, use so I can't use the great axe still. <laughs> nope. Okay. Just <laughs> checking. Okay. All right. Selena just goes. Okay. All right. Looks like you got some magical powers there. Thank yeah. you, Bones. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you. You guys saved me from a terrible fate that I put myself in, and. Velvet, if you don't mind, if, if your group doesn't mind, um, would you like to spend the night together tonight to catch up? Yes, well, we have to talk about how tacky your wine fountain is. It's it's all wrong. My, my, mine is much, much better. Right, right everyone? Mine's, 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 oh, mine's uh, better. Oh, far better. Yeah. Far oh, but nice. mine's yeah. probably bigger, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I, bones, your, yours is pretty impressive, but Velvet's... Oh. Uh, well, it's, it's not the size, it's how you <laughs> use it. Anyways. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was always the steak and Velvet was always the sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> she also, is Darien with us? Yes, he is. She like, she goes up and she's like, hey, I saw what you did out there. That was, uh, the four attacks was pretty impressive. I'm, I'm sure if it was anybody else, it would have uh, done some serious damage. <laughs> Thanks. Um, unfortunately, none of them hit. That Sam's kind of a scary guy. I, I'm a little scared of him now. Um, but thanks, Lena. I couldn't have done it without you. Oh. And Bree, yeah, excellent job. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad I was able to help get him restrained. Absolutely. You you helped fight him off, and and you were essential at uh, getting him tied to the chair. And I don't need my dad, says Nelly, as oh, she's standing gonna with ask. the group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can go to hell. I don't need him. I, oh. I can f I've already found my own way in this world. I've already taken care of myself, and I think that's just the way it's meant to be. And that's okay. I don't need that person in my life. I've been fine alone. <laughs> so I really appreciate you guys bringing me here to see him. I, I can't repay you for your favor, but just know I, I really appreciate it in my heart. And... I think I, I'm gonna go home to Plunberg. I'll, I'll hitch a ride with someone, and I, I just... Hey. She stops, uh, Lena stops her and, says, and puts a hand on her shoulder and says, you are gonna be okay. You're one of the strongest little girls I know, and fiercest, and um, I know this doesn't change what I did, but and she also gives her 100 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you have? Holy fuck. I have, five, I have 545. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> now I have 345. <laughs> How'd you have more money than I did? I know. You had a lot of money. What? I have no I idea. Know. I've yeah. just been keeping track. Life is a I funny know. thing. I mean, I didn't take, um, a, I took gold when people took gems, which is probably why. <laughs> um, she takes the gold and she looks at you with soft eyes, finally, for the first time, and just says, Thanks, Lena. I am... I forgive you for making him lose his memory. I know you didn't mean to. And although you guys did that, you guys saved me. And without you, I wouldn't even be here. I'd still be in that goblin cave. 
and you helped me get here and you helped me close that chapter, I guess. So just don't take it too much to heart. It's it's okay. Lena just shakes her head in shock and surprise and just smiles at Nellie and says, Nellie, you, you surprise me so much. And then just kind of opens her arms and just like, I don't usually offer people hugs very much, but can I have a hug? Me either. Um, she, she goes in for a quick hug, and when she hugs you, she says, you know, I, I said I wanted to be like you guys, but the person I want to be like most is is you. Lena's eyes just widen at that, and she her eyes kind of fill with water a bit, and she kind of shakes it off, and she says, that's a, that's a huge honor, Nellie, and I hope to be more like you one day and just pulls away and smiles at her. She kind of tosses the bag up and down in her hands and says, this should get me home fine. I am hmm. best of luck saving the world and stuff. Um, that was a lot. I, I need to think. <laughs> <laughs> and, Understandable. Um, and she just kind of waves a small goodbye to you all and goes on her way. So, Velvet, you're going to be spending the night with Bones. Is there anything you'd like to do with him, um, specifically? Yeah, n- now that they're alone, he he says, uh, you know, I think that it's time that you get us a big decanter of the wine from your fountain, and I whip us up something that I discovered in a local pub that I was traveling called Rigatoni. (laughs) 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 And as they make the dinner from scratch together, he is going to tell Bones everything, like everything that's happened in this whole campaign. Um, He's going to explain to him kind of what what the whole point and, and, and where they're going is. And, uh, and I guess at the end of the dinner, like as he's finishing up his last bites and drinking the wine, he goes, and then it brought us here. And uh, that's that's that. In a sick way, it's almost a good thing that I did what I did for the world, at least. I'm sorry I caused you all that pain and suffering and that feeling of betrayal. But I guess... We were always meant to be together, weren't we? And he raises his wine goblet to you. Yeah, he raises back and he cheers and he says, you know, Bones, I've felt too much anger and jealousy and hate for the past so many years. I'm tired of it. (laughs) Honestly, if there's anything I've learned from my friends, you know, from Bree, I've learned that... Sometimes it's best to not say anything. From Lena, I've learned that the inner demons don't define you. And from Sai, do knee bends every morning. (laughs) Don't you forget it. It's been a very important part of my morning ritual lately. (laughs) Um, He lets out a hearty laugh at that. He swirls the wine in his goblet, and he says, You mentioned this halfling, Bree. And his eyes drift up to you and meet yours, and he says, Do I have to say the words? Bones, you know me. There's always 
There's always love to go around, but... <laughs> of course. But t tonight is... Listen, I doubt that I'm going to make it out of this alive. I mean, I am a singer going into the apocalypse. <laughs> it's funny how <laughs> it's funny how the world can uh, change a person. If you notice in these end of time scenarios and things like destructions, floods or pandemics, it's the artists that are the first to to go <laughs> as it were. And uh, yeah, right a bit a bit of a medic comment. It's a real <laughs> right? Because, oh my god. But um, I I don't know if I'm going to see you again and I don't want you there. I you you serve your purpose, and I I don't I don't want I want at least half of us to make it out of this okay. And this is probably the last night that I'm going to see you, as I imagine me and my friends will be leaving in the morning. But he puts his glass down and he walks up over, and similar to what he did for Bree, he holds out his hand and he says, "Might I have one more dance?" He places his wine goblet down, extends his hand, and takes yours, and he says, Well then, to tonight. To, to tonight. May its memory make up for a lifetime of pain I may have caused. At this point, let's just enjoy now, my friend. Hmm. And I hold out my hand, and I send my dancing light cantrips around us Aww. and yeah we 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 dance and i feel like during the song as we're dancing um the velvet definitely just in, in embraces bones closely and uh they share another kiss Aww. and that's where we'll close the scene on you there now the curtains draw on our stage since we don't have cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and reopen on a new scene. A ship sailing through fog on a glassy surface of a lake, cutting through, breaking it up like ice chunks. Its ripples waving in slow motion. And the ship hits the rock of an island with a beach, a dark beach, whose sand cuts you like glass. And a dark figure steps down onto the beach, followed by another set of steps, demonic looking and clawed, and another set of feet perched again, clawed, disgusting, mangled feet. And more and more and more begin to jump off the boat and multiple boats begin hitting the beach and the rock of this island. And you see that Verna is standing there, smoke pouring out of her eyes, looking oh no. at the island oh no. which the silver flame rests at. Oh no. She looks to the tower on the beach near her, looks in the distance to the left at a second tower similar in make, and finally a third one to the right. And then her eyes land dead center ahead, beyond the gnarled woods on an old decaying kingdom. Her eyes drift from the castle kingdom, looking down to the edge of the woods, and demons begin emerging from the woods, more and more emerging from the tree line, meeting their new master. She stands between the two armies amassed, raises her arms and says, Come, the real work begins now. 
to which the demonic armies begin clanging their shields and clapping and screeching and fires blasted into the air and cheering for the inevitable apocalypse that is to come. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.